Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Presson Falsies. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, hello. Hello, ladies. We need to make sure the energy levels are up this episode because you're ill and I am very hungover. <laughs> Two forms I know. of rat girl energy. Yes. So I have managed to avoid COVID, touch wood, since we basically brought it to the UK in March 2020. And I don't even have it now, although I was so... So convinced I did because I have all of the symptoms, but I keep testing negative. And I'm just a sick little girly, but feeling in high spirits, this night nurse codeine vibe <laughs> is brilliant. But the only issue is that when I laugh, I feel like I'm going to die. So if you hear me <laughs> kind of <laughs> go silent or collapse, if you hear a thud on the ground, it's because I've collapsed. So I've been avoiding laughing for days <laughs> and I know that I won't be able to avoid it on this stupid podcast <laughs> no we could get like a old clip of you laughing and get the editor to play it every time I crack a little joke oh my god we should we funny. should do the friends you know how they have the canned the laughter yes. in the background let's do that I love that and then I can silently die I had my first like taste of a rat girl spring last night where I was like really drunk on the train at 1am like blasting vogue by madonna on a tuesday on a tuesday into my ears and i was like oh this is like what we've been missing mm-hmm. you know it just yeah. got me back in the naughty spirit headspace i actually had a really really fun saturday day so i went to uh, a day party and it was just so fucking fun we went there about 3 p.m. It was dialed in, which is this South Asian collective, and they have a bunch of – they'll throw festivals and, and things like that, and it was the sold-out festival in Hackney. 
and we went at 3 p.m ish and it was in it was all inside so you go inside and it feels like it's you're at a club at like midnight wow because uh, it had the strobes and the and the dance floor and it was all club music and i was like i'm not drinking because uh i can't be fucked and then we got there and obviously i had like two big pints of beer which also gets you Very, quite drunk yeah and then was Full just feral and yeah and then was just <laughs> dancing and going absolutely crazy at like 7 p.m to azealia banks 212 that the girl i, I love that fucking song it's, is one of the best songs in the history of the world. Me and my roommate, when I was in, whenever that came out, like uni, learnt every word to that song and we just sing it all the time. It's still... I mean, not every word. To this day, <laughs> like the best song in the world. And the, this girl, she's so fucking cute. What's her name? Her name's Gracie something. She, so Manara is this DJ that we like absolutely love. And then Young Singh is like quite famous, Punjabi DJ. And then Gracie is this other really cute girl. I actually don't know her full name, but we were waiting for her to come on before we went home to bed at 10 p.m. And she played Major Laser and then Azealia Banks back to back. And then when she did, when the 212 drop happened, the entire place was like screaming and dancing and like jumping in the air. It was so fun. And then, yeah, I went home straight to bed. We got pizza slices and went straight to bed at 10 p.m. I was like, I fucking love day parties. Very nice. This is what there needs to be. We should throw an AWD day festival. We actually should. We need to make a pea brain playlist. Yeah, pea brain playlist. We need to do some like event activations, spread our empire. Yes, we need to actually make <laughs> that diversify merch our first. portfolio. Make the merch first and foremost. We, yeah, I want that merch so bad, but I don't want to do anything about making it. I don't know, it. lift a finger to get it. I know we're kind of in this conundrum where we can basically make you guys really good. This is good to show you how the sausage gets made. We can either make you guys really good merch that's really good quality that we like, but it costs heaps of money. So if we make after shipping, if we make any money on it, we're going to have to charge you guys like, like premium rates. Well, as in like $40. Yeah, 40 to $50 for like a hat. No one will want to pay that. And no, I wouldn't pay that for <laughs> our shit. Uh, yeah, 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 basically. So then the alternative is to go like a funny, really scat, <laughs> like just bad Paddy's quality. Market situation, but it's ironic. Yeah, I think we do that. And then there's we're trying to find the middle ground, but the, the conversation has been at a pause for a while. So that's why we haven't given you guys any merch. Maybe by next Christmas. We're like, um, what's the word? Rihanna with her album, just yes. building the hype and building the hype. And then it's going to go crazy when we launch. Yeah, maybe for Christmas. Gives yeah. us eight months to figure it out. We still won't. Yeah. Uh, okay, so both of us have been watching The Dropout. Yes. Which is Amanda Seifield. Is that how you say her name? I think it's Seafred. Hmm. Doing Elizabeth Holmes. Founder of Theranos, the world's first self-made woman billionaire. Maybe under she was thirty or something, or the youngest. I think the youngest ever. Oh yeah, pre Kylie Jenner. (laughs) Yes, both frauds. (laughs) I'm only one episode in, and I'm just like, I love Elizabeth Holmes. (laughs) I know. I haven't seen all her naughty deeds yet. 
I know. Even though I know them in my brain. In the second ep, she keeps playing this Missy Elliott song and dancing. The music stuff is kind of clunky, how they do that. I mean, I like that. Someone will like make fun of her and then she'll play a song and it's like, you won't steal my sunshine. Like they do the <laughs> words like so literal about how she's feeling. Yeah. But Alison it, Janney is her mom. I don't think that's Alison Janney. What? Yeah. Who is it? I don't know. Shit. I was like waiting for her to come up and then I was like, I don't. What? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> someone I, it is someone I really like. Ah, yeah. I didn't recognize her. Hmm, what the fuck? I just so insane. Oh, oh, oh my god. Yeah, what? That's so crazy. Elizabeth Marvel. That's so crazy. <laughs> I'm so sick. I was literally like, that's <laughs> Alison Jenny, is that really bad? Is she like way older this woman? No, I don't think so. I think they like that they're very similar vibes. Crazy. Anyway, so that's not real. That's so <laughs> um, I'm obsessed with her being a little teenager. Little Amanda Seyfried's like amazing that she can look that convincingly age. looks like or feels like feels 19 and then feels older when they cut to her. I older. think they do have tricks now. Little tricks. I think they can make her face look younger. Right. With a computer. Well, I don't know if. Chloe Kardashian can do it on Facetune videos. Surely they can do <laughs> they it in the cinema. They probably are. <laughs> I love it. Um, I find the guy, so the guy who plays Sonny is Naveen Andrews, who was like a naughty's heartthrob. He was the hot guy, one of the hot guys in Lost. Oh, wow. And then he played Lost, Lost throwback, <laughs> and he played Princess Diana's hot Indian love of her life heart surgeon in that really scat movie with Naomi Watts like 10 years ago. Dodie? No, not Dodie. There was like the guy she was really in love with who wouldn't be with her. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. In India. He played him. So he's like sex. I feel like he's hot. So he's he's making the sunny thing feel more okay. understandable. <laughs> I know. Um. So, do you want to bust Sunny? Question one. Um, no. His little gut <laughs> that gave him. I know. Jare, my boyfriend has that gut. <laughs> it's an Indian thing. It's the way their bodies are made. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. So do you? There's a lot of TikToks out there about it. <laughs> yeah. So no to Sunny. No, especially how he keeps talking about his wealth. Big, mm-hmm. gross. He Big. like called her and said he just bought a Ferrari. Yeah, he's trying too hard. Would you bust him? I would bust the actor. The actor probably, but I'm getting confused. Yes. I have to keep googling Sunny to like remind me to rein it in with my Sunny fantasies. Wait, are we talking about would I bust Sunny or would I bust the actor? I playing think, Sunny. Yeah, I think if Sunny looked like him, yes. would you bust him if you were? Amanda. Mm. He's definitely a red flag. I think they do a really good job of capturing her awkwardness, the awkwardness of that relationship and why it actually started. Because I feel like when it came out that they were together, so many people were so confused as to how they started dating and they kind of 
set it up in this way where it's not showing him purely as this creepy exploitative person and it's not showing her as this purely um, money-hungry person that wants him for thing. They obviously did have this kind of strange connection because they were both quite awkward and struggled to meet and be friends with other people, which is kind of sweet in its own yeah. weird way. Yeah, I agree. And he was just persistent. We've all been there. <laughs> We've all been worn down over time. <laughs> yes, we've all given in to the persistent man. But yeah, I feel like it's, it's just funny because I'm, yeah, only a couple of episodes in so far. And it's already just, it was that thing where for some reason, that's a show that when I heard about it coming out, I was so excited. And then when it finally came out, it's like we've got fatigue from all of it because we're mm-hmm. doing so many shows about similar kind of scammers inventing Anna just like sucked we all crashed, the life out of yeah. my body we crashed there's just so many that even though I love Amanda Seyfried <laughs> Seyfried I just wasn't that enthused about it but I'm so glad that actually a listener messaged and said you guys need to get on this so thank you darling angel thank you listener it's already so much better than inventing Anna oh my god I agree it's so much better I think I was put off Watching it because I've been so obsessed with listening to every podcast about her trial and all this stuff where I just felt like I knew the story inside out and it would be boring to watch. Mm. But it's not at all. She must be so chuffed she has Amanda playing her. I know. A true honor. Seriously. Yeah. Imagine I know. If, if I could were... have anyone playing me, yeah. I'd be thrilled if it was her. Same. Imagine if you were just a naughty, scammy, scammy girl. girl. She's like, oh my God, do they think I'm pretty? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, stop slamming your drink bottle on the ground. I'm going to fucking murder you. You just did that <laughs> twice within 20, 10 seconds. In my head, I like very delicately placed that down. Do you understand? Do you understand? That's, <laughs> that's what medium blur says. <laughs> Do you understand? I place it down quietly. Do you understand? <laughs> Medium Flow says that so much. We've both been obsessed with listening to Medium Flow's podcast. I love it so much. And it's about these people that have been through these like unimaginable traumas. And I somehow find it so soothing and calming to listen to. God, I don't. Um, I was listening to one episode while I was vacuuming the house <laughs> with my AirPods in. And I was like sobbing. It was so stressful. But it was a really sad one. Yeah. But yeah, she does the, we've already mentioned this on the Patreon, I think, but she does these Esther Perel. She clearly got the idea from Esther Perel. Yeah, they even type. have the woman doing the intro yeah. a bit like Esther Perel. I love it. So funny, but for like speaking to the dead, which is just way more interesting way than better. couples therapy. <laughs> She's such an icon. She, Yeah, she truly is. Do you understand? Do you understand, <laughs> Do you understand this? Okay. Okay. Do you understand how obsessed I am with Rihanna's Vogue cover? I mean, that's not true. I just like it. Yeah, but with Rihanna being on the cover of Vogue. Yes. We are so happy. So thrilled. So thrilled. When this came out yesterday, we both obviously were WhatsApping back and forth about it. Like, no tomorrow. So Rihanna is on the cover of US Vogue wearing a red lace full-length jumpsuit showing off her baby bump in all its glory the coinciding interview i've never jumped to read a fucking celebrity profile so fast in my life i could just (laughs) rihanna needs to do a calm sleep story 
Yeah, because I could listen to that woman talk forever, like about anything. She could talk to me about a table and I would just be so <laughs> enthralled. I fucking love her. So she, in the photo shoot, obviously the bits that I pulled out and pasted all over our doc was every time she spoke about her and ASAP Rocky, even though I already know the story inside out. I could hear it a million times and never get bored. Yeah. So... It was really cute. She said, people don't get out of the friend zone very easily with me. And I certainly took a while to get over how much I know him and how much he knows me because we also know how much trouble we can land each other in. That's hot. Yeah. And then the the writer mentions at the VMAs in 2012, Rocky joined Rihanna for a performance of her hit single, Cockiness. And midway through the performance, as they were dancing side by side, he he grabbed her ass on stage. That was not part of the rehearsal, she says. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Her team braced themselves for an upset Rihanna. Instead, she let it go. My manager was like, oh, God, she must like this guy a little bit. She never lets that shit slide. Mm, I actually saw that. I don't. It must have been because of this. That performance came up on my TikTok before I read the story. Mm. So I've seen the footage, the seen the tapes. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's really nice that she's she's obviously aware of how invested people are in her, the ultimate single girl having this happy ending. And I think it's really nice that she's quite open about sharing the details of it as opposed to being super cagey. Yeah. It's very sweet to read. Yeah. And she talked about how, which we've already spoken about on the pod, but how they became serious during COVID when they did a road trip just in a little van and they were just cooking in the van and just living like, little nomad hippies and just probably smoking like so much fucking weed. Yeah. Um, and she said, no matter where they stopped, they always had fun. I love the simple. <laughs> they always had fun. <laughs> I'm going to cry. I'm like, when I'm sick, I'm such a fucking baby. I was watching Anthony Bourdain and was just crying. The uh, other day. Don't even mention his name to me. I'll burst into tears. I know. Someone said the other day to me that, which cannot be true. And actually, it's kind of bad to even say it on the pod, but they were saying that the reason he committed suicide was because, what's her face? Asia. Cheated on him. And I was like, surely not. No. Like, that's such an insane reason for someone to... And he has like a teenage daughter, and and I had just watched the episode where he met, where I think he met Asia. Yeah. Where he was in, what was it, Rome or something? Yeah. Yeah, and they did, like, the dinner at the table, and I was like, oh, my God, this is when he met Asia. I didn't realize she was on the show. And then the girl said that to me, and I was like... I think there was the thing, the Me Too thing about Asia came out around the time that he died. I think it came out after. I think it was, like, his legal team was trying to stop the story happening. Right. before, So he knew it was coming out. Right. Just before he died. So I think there was some, like, speculation about that having made him super stressed or something, sending him over the edge. But again, Doubt I just it. think people don't understand, people who say that don't understand depression. Yeah. Like uh, don't yeah. have a thing happen and then say, oh, I'm going to go and yeah. do this. Like it's a, a fucking chemical imbalance in your brain. Anyway, so I was like sobbing watching that. But, <laughs> but this interview almost made me cry. So she said, uh, I love the simple things, but also the grand adventures. There's no pretentious my brand, your brand bullshit. It's just us living. I just feel like I can do any part of life by his side. <laughs> you literally tagged the dog crying. <laughs> <laughs> I highlighted that and then wrote a comment to myself and wrote crying. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that is really cute. Do you think they can? Aren't they just too famous to like bandy about in a van in the middle of America? Imagine if you saw them at a gas station or like a supermarket getting groceries. You'd be like, what the actual fuck? Like, how did they manage that without being <laughs> yeah, I know. Twitter papped or whatever? Yeah, that's so true. Curious. 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 <laughs> um, no, that's really fucking cute. It's also – I usually don't love when writers insert themselves needlessly into mm. profiles like this, but I think the way this writer did it was really sweet because they obviously have – backstory together so she was talking about how and i think the way she did it was to to highlight something about rihanna exactly to elicit things it basically makes you feel like you understand rihanna more the fact that as she walked in she was like fit checking her and knew where her out her pieces were from and was facetiming asap rocky while the writer was there because she felt so comfortable around her it was just really pleasurable to read i literally felt like i was there yeah in the restaurant at Cap- also, I was thinking, Caviar Casper. I know, we need to go the next time we're in Paris. Mm. I was even thinking... Um, it's so, like, disgracefully expensive. We can go there for a tea. We can expense it to the afternoon. <laughs> yes. Kevin is like, no. Our accountant. <laughs> he's like, uh, what did he say? It's If they're reasonable expenses, he'll be like, why is there a 200 euro potato with caviar <laughs> on it? <laughs> oh, my God. oh my god i can't laugh um she also said in it which i found so funny my mother has a really good read on Mm. people she observes first and then she'll move slowly i guess i'm like that too there are some guys i've dated she won't even look at to this day aka drake aka chris brown okay yeah chris brown that saudi billionaire she dated i think she would like the saudi billionaire do you think I have a good vibe about him. I got a bad vibe off of him from that one blurry Wish cat looked, picture I've seen. Angry. Oh, just of, I don't know, just energetically wasn't vibing. Mm. But do you think, do you actually think she fully dated Drake ever? No. He was just hanging around her. I think they, I think they dated for like a month. All right. And he just got so like attached and embarrassing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think... I think he wore her down. <laughs> He's like Sonny. Sonny, yeah. And then they bust for like, they bust like twice. But <laughs> she was texting him for two to three months. Yeah. You know? And she got the ick probably. Oh yeah, she had the ick. She would have got the ick when he said he was in love with her on stage <laughs> at the MTV Awards, which I'll literally never get over and then bought her that billboard. Yeah. Obviously after they'd probably had sex one yes. time. Yeah, no, she had the ick. <laughs> I had the ick on her Same. behalf. I have such, I have such. You could an actually ick. feel her having the ick radiating like through the airways yeah. out into our lives. I think that's why we all talking. have the ick with Drake. Yeah, it's one of the reasons. Yeah, that's true. What else did she say? She said she's terrified her kid won't care about fashion, <laughs> which was so funny. The writer <laughs> asked her, and she was like, "No, you've got me so worried." And she also said she wants everyone to be plastered and crawling out of her baby shower. <laughs> That's literally her words. Plastered. I want to go. Oh, I know. Um, okay. So the cover itself, I think, I do think it's like a, a beautiful image as an image. And the, the, sh- the shots taken for the inside 
are incredible shots. I just think because there is this kind of archetype of like the Annie Leibovitz glam Vogue US cover, it maybe doesn't feel as exciting or something. Yeah, I agree. I find it interesting how Rihanna kind of respects Vogue's process so much that she'll just like be shot by Annie again and again and doesn't you know how Beyonce comes in and she's like if I'm doing this I'm going to use this young black up-and-coming photographer I'm going to write my own essay instead of being interviewed yes totally blah 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 yeah Matt micromanages the whole thing yeah and Rihanna's just like okay I thought it was interesting that so Rihanna's stylist co-styled the cover with a more junior Vogue in-house fashion editor and I think this is mm, I don't actually think that Harry Styles's stylist got credit for the Vogue cover that he did but he definitely helped pull the looks together and I think it's kind of interesting that we're moving in this direction where like I know that Law Roach has styled quite a few of Zendaya's covers and it's almost like that thing of the image, the celebrity image maker has more autonomy to be able to go into fashion magazines and kind of get that job, which is crazy. But then it also makes sense because I just think that someone like him, A, understands her body while she's pregnant and B, knows how to make her look better than anyone else. So it kind of also does make sense that you tap him to help you pull the cover together yeah and i wonder if that's something that they say they want because you would you would be I was like thinking that. i was like if I i'm gonna get wanna, especially if you're pre- like eight months pregnant or whatever and you're yeah. kind of vulnerable yeah if, yeah if, if i'm gonna be on the cover of vogue i want the, my stylist doing it i wonder if it's just a thing where they're actually just crediting the stylist now where they didn't in the past where the stylists were always involved Mm. you know but it was just not it was seen as not kosher to like credit them for the cover image and now maybe after the harry lambert harry styles thing where i think we talked about it when that cover came out that it was interesting that he wasn't credited because the whole spread was like him him maybe that's like an internal conversation they've had or something i'm not sure it's also interesting that she chose vogue us over british vogue but i wonder if that was an internal Anna Wintour putting her foot down conversation. Because yeah. surely, I don't know, maybe Rihanna just has a really good relationship with US Vogue, but surely she would have a better relationship with Edward Info. She went to his wedding. Yeah. I love that he posted <laughs> I know. something oh about his God. wedding. And it was just like it was an Rihanna? image of Rihanna. So it was, funny. It was so iconic. Yeah. Yes. I was like, this is exactly what I would do as well. This that is would exactly be my... why you posted about your wedding to show Rihanna was there. <laughs> that'd be picture one in my album yes like before one of me yes um i know i feel like it was like his second picture but not but not on like <laughs> not because he wanted it to be that way <laughs> yeah i think that's interesting as well i think it's when i first saw it i was a little bit not underwhelmed but i was like okay yeah that's what the the cover would be but i do think it will be quite an iconic image once it's taken out of the context of right now in 10 15 years time i'm gonna get it printed out and blown up on my wall (laughs) okay let's make a quick bet do you think they're having a boy or a girl i actually have a feeling it's a boy for some reason but i want so badly for it to be a girl obviously oh fashion girl yeah i think it would just be too perfect if it was a girl 
But a boy would also be so cute because it's asexual. Oh, God. doesn't matter. doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> when she said the first, like, clothes thing she got for the baby was when she stayed at that hotel and they made a baby version of her yes. robe. Actually, I saw her looking at – I saw her looking at a little – thing that looks like a girl's a little baby girl's coat mm. so maybe it's a girl yeah i feel like it's a girl for some reason you're very good wrong at this. before i um also mentioned this on our close friends but i had lunch with a girl in london recently and she so casually at the end of our lunch mentioned i think i must have brought up rihanna as the topic of conversation <laughs> and she mentioned that rihanna was in london a few weeks ago and she was at a party with her and then casually was like, yeah. And then I was speaking to her and then she said, do you want to touch my bump? Oh and I was God. like, okay. And so I touched her bump and I was like, you need to go and buy a fucking lotto ticket. How much would you pay to have that experience? 500 quid. Thought it would be more. But like realistically, you know? Yeah. Realistically, I'd pay 500 quid. But. If I got to get a really, really, really cute photo, five eight hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing about Rihanna is that she feels so inaccessible, but she's around. Well, yeah, <laughs> like I- she's bypassed. We're like ships in the night. It's like we've been to the Gucci show a few times, and she was at the Gucci show, but we happened to not be at that one. No, she- there's way more close encounters than that. Is there? Well, like Adele has been emailing her. Our friend Adele was on her super yacht and was getting drunk with her and emailing her. Oh, and has that's photos right. Of her. Yes. My friends had a huge hooning night out with her in New Zealand mm-hmm. where they all got tattoos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my other friend just touched her baby bump. She's like so, she's so around. When will she be around us? <laughs> I don't know. She's probably got a restraining order out for me. I think I would feel really, you know how like there's that thing with famous people where you don't know who you're going to be really stuck. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Struck around. Sometimes it's just someone really random. I think I would My literally whole body lose would it if cold. I saw her. Yeah. yeah. I'd do something so weird. Okay, on to someone else famous. 
Who? The Kardashians. Oh, yeah. My segues are not top form today. Kardashians are back and it's all boring. And the most interesting part of it is that the cuts decided to like go for the jugular and say the show's shit. (laughs) I know, but it's funny because when I read this piece, I was like, oh, they must have had early access to watch the first episode, but they haven't. They're going off the trailer alone, which is so funny. Right. (laughs) So the show comes out on the 14th. So it comes out, it'll be out annoyingly by the time this episode is out. But there is already a bunch of kind of op-eds about it online. And the cut did one, yeah, basically saying, are we finally caught up with the Kardashians? Saying that the new show is just a stupid idea and that it actually might result in backlash for a family that just manages to like overcome any and all backlash. And in the piece, they talk about how, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians was on for however, how long was it on for? 20 seasons. Mm. And then they finally ended it. The ratings have been dropping steadily since 2015 because they have 1.3 billion fans on Instagram collectively, which is 16% of the global population, which is just means that we're all seeing things play out in real time. Like basically the ratings have been dropping ever since social media has been massive because we can see everything way before the show happens. And the show is just so far behind that by the time it comes out, we've like moved on to, we're just so bored of the drama. It's like you being bored of Elizabeth Holmes. Mm -hmm. And so it just basically when they wrapped up the Kardashians, they were getting their lowest ratings ever. It was this kind of big deal that it was ending still, even though like, Again, I love them, but I haven't watched the show in years. And then, like, less than six months later, they're doing this publicity tour for their new new show, The Kardashians, and they're saying that it's not for the money, when it obviously is for the money. Mm-hmm. So they get they apparently got offered a... Nine-figure. Nine-figure. Which I needed a minute what to is figure that? out. Nine-figure is over $100 million. Oh, my God. A million seven figures. Wow. Which yeah. does, I guess, does make sense. I mean, but it's like, yeah, okay, nine figure, say that probably means 100 million, maybe 200 million. Across five of them, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I kind of get it. But I guess it's, I guess it's with Scott will be getting paid as well. Yeah. Corey will be getting paid. <laughs> Corey? Corey? I wonder if the kids get, I know they're going to get heaps of money anyway. Yeah, but I, I think they if would. Money's put aside for them for it. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah. I mean, I think it is. The cut is kind of right to point out that to kind of call out this attempt by them to rebrand this as anything apart from a cynical cash grab. But I think the Kardashians are also aware that people don't really care that they're doing a cynical cash grab and that people will watch it anyway because they're not. I don't know. They're not setting out to make like art or a meaningful TV show that they can kind of just say, I'm just, they can do things that are so obviously just about making as much cash as they can while they're still relevant because that's what they're known for. So I don't think it'll like damage them long-term. Yeah. But I do think that they've obviously offered Hulu a lot of deliverables as Mm. you KPIs is so <laughs> brilliantly pointed out. Um, and I don't know if they'll actually be able to deliver on them because 
So this piece says, despite promises that this updated series will show a more intimate side of the Kardashians as they evolve as a family, upon review, we see the same group of billionaires playing out the same tabloid headlines on a serious delay, using the same elliptical editing techniques and the same cliffhangers pieced together out of facial expressions and eye contact. The Kardashians simply took a six-month break before they missed being paid to be with one another too much and started filming again. There's nothing groundbreaking about it. And it is true because we are seeing, like, the trailer just shows everything that we already know about. And I know they're trying to keep a few things to themselves. So I listened to Kim Kardashian on the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast, which is the first time I've ever listened to that podcast. And it's so crazy that Kim Kardashian went on it. Mm. Congrats to that Amanda chick. Amanda, yes. (laughs) And so Amanda was asking Kim about Pete and how they met and blah, blah, blah. And Kim was saying like quite interesting things such as they knew each other and they'd hung out at the Met. And it, well, they'd chatted at the Met and Pete knew that she was going on SNL, but it hadn't been announced yet. And Kim was kind of being like, God, they need to just announce it. Because once they announce it, I won't pull out. But I'm so terrified that like I kind of want to pull out now. Yeah. And then Pete was giving her advice. And then he said, take my number if you need anything. But she was wearing gloves and couldn't open her phone. And so she was like, oh, I'm wearing gloves. I can't open my phone. And she said she was going to say, but take mine. But then he kind of like scuffled away because he was shy. But he was rejected. Yeah. And then is this when she was wearing the face covers? I mean, obviously she wouldn't have been once she was inside. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. And he looked really cute at that meet. He did. Yeah. He was wearing a little dress. Yeah. A little Tom Brown. Yeah. Chic number. And... I, I'm aware I've like got on a tangent now and now I'm talking about this podcast when I had some point to make earlier. And then Kim said that they didn't rehearse. It's quite it's so interesting. So she was rehearsing that Aladdin red carpet scene, not with Pete, with, with like a stand-in until the right. day. Because this is the thing that surprised me by you saying that they'd met before because that scene, I know it was meant to be awkward, but you definitely didn't get any sense of like sexual chemistry or anything between them, which I think is part of the reason I thought it was a stunt after they were seen dating because you just got zero vibes. But mm. that makes sense then if their first time doing it was like live. Yeah. So they did. And then they, they did like one dress rehearsal right beforehand and then they went on and did it. So they hadn't kissed. They didn't even kiss in the rehearsal. So that was the first kiss live. And then she said that Amanda was like, okay, and then what? Like, how did you guys start talking? And Kim said that he didn't even go to the after party. Mm. So he'd apparently been asking around for her number a bit, tried to offer it at the Met, but then didn't even go to the after party that she was at. And Amanda was like, why? And Kim said, oh, he just doesn't really go out. He doesn't drink or anything like that. So he just didn't come. And then Amanda was like, did that kind of, you know, make you like him more? Kim was like, no, I didn't really notice. (laughs) And then afterwards... They started texting and they'd hung out. They'd had private dates before that farm. Sorry, not farm. I think it's called Knox Farm, but that like roller coaster date. Uh. And Kim said that they had shut down all of the security cameras in the entire place. Yeah. Like they had the security had gone in and, and paid and shut down all the cameras wow. so that no one could get that photo. And then they the photos were sold. Oh my God. Yeah. So the park was naughty. Yeah. 
iconic images now. Yeah, but she, the reason, she, so, because you know how basically another reason we thought it was fake, I'm like convinced they're real now, God help me. Mm. Um, another reason we thought it was fake was because obviously, why would she just so blatantly hold hands with him on the roller coaster? Mm-hmm. Like a month after they met, just feels so fake. But then she was saying that she was just basically being like, those photos were were stolen, which I know she can lie, mm, which is what you would say. Yes. You're covering your tracks, um, but yeah, I, basically, yeah. sorry. On the pod, she was trying to keep some details private for the show, but it's like, even so, we've we've we know everything now. Basically, Amanda asked her one question. I can't even remember what. Like, mm-hmm. I think the question was literally, "How did you go from SNL to?" dating mm-hmm. and Kim was like oh, I talk about that on my show so you'll have to tune in uh, it's like we can piece together you guys fucking text yeah yeah totally I think that's it and like the talking points I was watching some like TikToks from the promo stuff it just from the launch event thing and all the press interviews and they just have these talking points you know what I mean? Like, what does the family think of Pete? He really makes Kim laugh. She's really relaxed mm-hmm. around him. I really like him. He's a great guy. What do you guys think of Travis? He's a really great mm-hmm. guy. He's really leveled Courtney out. I hope they have a baby. And then Kylie is like, I don't think I'm going to have any more kids anytime soon, but who knows? Like, the whole thing is just so... Talk about Astro World, you cowards. Yeah, it's just so... F- falsely I, I like they just rode that storm out they remind me so much of boris johnson oh my god where it's just that shamelessness thing where if you just let and trump yeah trump if you just let a scandal happen and instead of panicking and trying to cover your tracks just like keep charging ahead through the news cycle you will just ride it out and that's just what they've done over and over again like yeah. astroworld crazy no one even fucking talks about it i know it's so wild so I've always, with what the cut's saying, this kind of boredom around it, I, I really, I think it kind of ruffled a few feathers when they posted it, especially the Instagram caption, because no one's really saying this. There has just been this narrative of like, oh, the girls are back. So it is good to have someone kind of just jumping in and reminding you that this is literally so Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian went on a double date with Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez last night. And it's like, this is just a group of 1% uber wealthy people that are pretending to share or they are sharing parts of their life, but they're hyper managing what they're sharing to give the illusion that they're being vulnerable in order to make disgraceful amounts of money. And as much as we like Stan Kim or whatever, it kind of is good to be reminded now and again of just what exactly it is that we're consuming. I know. Silly, relatable, rich people. I know. (laughs) Still love it. On to a less relatable, rich woman and the franchise she built from the ground up, Tyra Banks and America's Next Top Model. They've had this coming for a while. A retrospective takedown of America's Next Top Model and how fucked up I think we all kind of know it was, but this article really put in perspective the craziest shit that happened on that show and how problematic it was. But it's a business insider like expose talking to a lot of ex contestants about 30. 30 about how truly deranged and messed up the behind the scenes of antm was 
Yeah, and how traumatic it was for so many of them. Like it, it had like severe mental health implications, some physical long-term mm. implications. So America's Next Top Model went off air in 2018. There were 24 seasons and 40 international spin-off shows. I remember wow. Australia's Next Top Model. Yeah. But then people continued to be obsessed with it and its scenes and its anecdotes on social media until the pandemic, basically, when people started re-watching it and realizing how insane it was. And I think that's what happens when a show is on for that many years because you kind of, you know, you remember small details of it being problematic, but because it's on for so long, you forget. You can't, like, it's this Business Insider piece has just put them all together in one article and you're like, holy fuck, Three blackface photo shoots. Oh my god! And the thing as well is, I think the biggest fans of the show were around our age. Yeah. And watched it as kids. Like I remember the key seasons I watched would all have been around when I was 12, 13, 14, 15. You don't have the moral understanding or we didn't at the time in the way that teenagers do now to, you just consume things and are like, oh, it must be okay because it's on a famous TV show. Yes. The article starts saying it was one of the first few weeks of filming America's Next Top Model season seven. And before this model, Eugenia Washington was a path of wooden planks seesawing in a pool. Prior to filming, producers instructed divers to loosen the bolts connecting the planks to make the runway more wobbly. According to a producer who worked on the episode, they wanted the most drama. And the girls had to wear like six inch inch heels, a pencil skirt and two corsets. Walking down a floating runway. She made it to one end, but on her way back, a lopsided plank sent her toppling. She cracked her knee as she went down, clutching the runway to avoid falling into the water. 16 years later, she still has visible scars. And they were saying that in like a bunch of episodes like this, they would make things intentionally dangerous so someone would intentionally fall and hurt themselves and in one challenge or whatever, when no one fell, they made the girls redo it until someone did. So fucked up. And then they would use, so these physical things that we all remember the girls having to do, if someone messed up, which like we just said, they were forced to mess up. You basically kept filming until someone messed up. It was then used as ammo to get rid of them in the elimination challenges saying, you obviously didn't try hard enough or you don't care about this enough or you're too unprofessional to be a model. I think everyone has known for a long time that these shows are overly produced and that therefore making good reality TV versus being a fair competition. But there has always been this rumor in like the next top model universe that if Tyra wanted a girl to stay or go, she would purposefully pick bad selects from their shoot. You're supposed to get like the best of every girl's shoot <laughs> and judge it on that. But she would take the worst ones just to get rid of girls that she liked. And one of the girls that she didn't like. Sorry, to get rid of girls that she like, didn't like or keep girls that she did. And the photographer, what was his name? Nigel Not that guy. Slater, famous Nigel. He confirmed in an IG Live last year that that long-held conspiracy theory was actually true, which is kind of interesting. A lot of the blame gets heaped on Tyra Banks in this piece, and I think that's very fair because she was not only the host, she was exec producer, showrunner. But at the same time... I think to defend her a little bit, um, the rules of reality TV existed far before she started the show and for her to stay as this, like, she was aspiring to be a kind of Oprah-level person. (laughs) Jare. Jare. (laughs) She was kind of beholden to, I'm sure, execs 
the suits behind the thing at the network yeah. who were telling her if the numbers dip, if you don't get these arcs, if you don't get blah, 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 the show's going to get pulled and you're going to get fired. So I think acting as if she's solely to blame for fucked up mid 2000s reality TV culture is wrong, but I think it's good that we're reassessing it and looking at how terrible all of this stuff is. But I'm pretty sure you could find probably up to a hundred other reality TV shows that came out at the same time that were equally exploitative to contestants. Yeah. It's just so crazy how they, they talk about things that you don't even think about it. I need to rewatch. I haven't watched it since I was, since it was airing when we were young, but they were talking about how cameras were rolling 24 seven at the girls' houses. And on one season, they even removed the bathroom doors. So they couldn't even go to the bathroom in privacy. That is so... And it's for, so for like three up. months, right? For three you, months yeah. and they don't have phones. They have no contact with the outside world. So when fireworks were going off on July 4th, they thought there was bombs and they were going to die because they had no idea what the date was. <laughs> it's like actually fucked up. They were saying that they filmed yeah. for 20 hours straight and that they would film... They filmed until three in the morning, um, one of the elimination things, and then resumed filming at 5 a.m. Yeah. And so, like, the girls would faint on on set and stuff. They would often not get fed. They got paid 38 US dollars daily. And many girls would avoid spending that on groceries because it was the only money they ever received from the show. Yeah. Forbes reported in 2009 the top model goal in the era that Banks' estimated annual earnings were 30 million. Wow. It's so crazy. So like, I understand crazy. that. Reality TV itself was fucked at that time, but just like how young these girls were Mm -hmm. and how impressionable and how much they would have thought this show was going to change their lives. And then to be like thrown in and just leave, like they would just be so fucking traumatized. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And season seven on set medics had to treat Kari D English after she was pulled out of a swimming pool convulsing with someone saying she had hypothermia. There was a runway with a pendulum to knock contestants over <laughs> in season 14, one on a conveyor belt in season 15, and another that went down the side of a building in season 20. Oh, my God. Oh, in season 16, they went down the runway with their hands set on fire. <laughs> the same season, this is so crazy, the woman had to walk a 12-inch wide runway over water in inflatable human-sized hamster wheels. Oh, that's what... That picture, that picture I put in the dock. A Zorb ball? When no one fell into the water the first round, the models were forced to walk again until someone did. Um, yeah, I think it's very like sobering and, and sad to what... I think the thing that I've found the most disturbing, and again, this is kind of obvious that this happens in reality TV, but reading the girls talking about it, especially because shows like Top Model target girls that are aged between like 18 and 25, they talk about how the interviewed contestants would be asked in these like psychological examinations pre-show about huge trauma and trigger points for them and like really dark things like parent suicide or emotional abuse as children or um, whatever. And you would assume that they were being asked that so the show wouldn't trigger it and needlessly upset them, but they were used as like ammo to get them to cry in talking heads or to get them to say certain sound bites or to get them to break down in a challenge or to trigger their like biggest fear was factored into the way a certain challenge was done. It was just so, so fucked up psychological war. I think someone literally described it as psychological warfare. Yeah. If a girl fucked up on a day, 
and they asked her about it in the talking heads and they weren't getting the quotes they wanted, they would say something like, oh, does this make you feel like your dad wouldn't have been proud of you if he was still alive? Or I can't even remember. Yeah, it was something that. Like it was that. like yeah. a girl got eliminated and she was fine. And then they said, um, would your dad be disappointed in you if he was like still alive or something? Yeah. And then she just started crying, crying. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> which is just hideous. And I think it is really right that the show and Tara are being called out for like the worst part. I think the biggest hypocrisy is that Tyra really framed herself as someone that was heroing and championing new talent, supporting young women, especially supporting young black models, which to give the show its dues, like it did. I think it's a, a really comparable to RuPaul's Drag Race. It's like the show did undeniably do a lot of good in terms of like representation showcasing and heroing young black models at a time where it was really the industry was so different to how it is now but that doesn't mean obviously that she wasn't also basically just ringing those girls out for her own like personal career development or whatever she was just in a skims campaign and someone put an image of her on twitter and said if a model served this on a near America's Next Top Model, Tyra would send them bags packed crying in home. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So funny. Also, one time, the Tourism My Bureau favorite. of Greece wanted to send the girls to Greece for the international trip. And, like, obviously, they were paying America's Next Top Model to promote Greece. And Tyra <laughs> said that her favorite thing about Greece was a Greek salad. <laughs> and so she got all the models to pose in bikinis in big human-sized Greek salads. It's fucking iconic. This is when she's like kind of iconic because she is, that's Tyra Banks' pea brain talking. Yeah. Where she just said Greek salad and they said no, something else. And she just said Greek salad, Greek salad, (laughs) Greek salad until all the girls were in bowls and like better and tomorrow. And like when she pretended, what was it? She pretended to faint. Yes. That's like one of the best pieces of footage ever. Yeah. And Raja who won season three of Drag Race was... Tyra's makeup artist on America's Next Top Model all the early seasons. I listened to an interview with her on Evan Ross Katz's podcast, actually. And she was there on the famous, we were all rooting for you day. And Evan's asked, was that real? And Raja was like, that was 100% real. Like everyone, it was a closed set. It was a closed set. So he was like, she was like, I wasn't on set with, um, Tyra but everyone heard about it like Tyra lost her shit today it was really awkward we don't know if we're gonna air it or not but obviously they did but it was so iconic I mean she probably knew got in her head that that would be a good idea to do or something maybe she planned it but it certainly wasn't like discussed we were all rooting for you how dare you wild naughty Tyra naughty naughty Tyra okay girlies Okay, girly That's girls. done for another week, which is just in time because it sounds like I am moments away from losing my voice. Death? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A silent Patreon. <laughs> A silent Patreon. Yep, coming right up. Um, love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. 
one of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.